0: Oh. The Jello program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with one in a million from the picture of the same name. Rain or shine, I always plan to have Sunday night supper at home. That's one of our American customs that I wouldn't pass up for anything in the world, and especially when supper is topped off by a great gleaming dish of Jell-O. Jell-O is certainly a swell way to end a swell day. That famous true fruit flavor always hits the spot, because each of Jell-O's six delicious flavors comes from fresh, ripe fruit. Whether you serve strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, or lime, you'll always appreciate Jell-O's extra-rich fruit flavor. But remember, Jell-O is the only gelatin dessert that has that extra rich fruit flavor. So just be sure you get the real thing. Always ask for genuine jello. million played by Phil Harris and his orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen,
1: we bring you that... Uh, ho- uh, hold it a minute, Don. Oh, sure,
0: Jack, sure. What is it?
1: Well, uh, this being the first program of the new year, I think you ought to inaugurate it by giving me a nice, friendly introduction. Mm, of course. You know what I mean, Don. Not too mushy, but something with a little dignity to it. Mm? You know, I'm tired of starting out each week with a strike against me. <laughs> Why, certainly, certainly, Jack. I'll be glad to. Thanks, Don. Go ahead. And now, ladies and gentlemen... We bring
0: you that soul without a blemish. Well. That rose without a thorn. <laughs> that germ without a flaw. That gem. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, yes. That, uh, that gem without a flaw, Jack Benny.
1: <laughs> Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and thanks, Don, for two-thirds of that introduction. I might have known that you'd start the new year wrong. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack, but the temptation was too great. Oh, that's all right, Don. Happy New Year anyway, and may all your troubles be colossal. hmm. The same to you, Jack. The same to you and many of them. Mm. By the way, Don, did I say Happy New Year? Yes. Well, cancel it. (laughs) Thanks, and just ignore mine. Well, we're off to a nice, lousy start, aren't we? (laughs) But no kidding, Don, we're still good friends, and we have had a lot of fun, haven't we?
0: Yes, sir, and I hope the new year will be just as pleasant. We certainly have had some great times together on this program. We sure have,
1: Don, laughing, talking, and cutting each other's throats. (laughs) Ah, but it was great fun. Come in. (laughs) Mr. Benny? Yes? Yes? I want to take this opportunity of wishing you and your company a very, very happy New Year. Well, and who are you? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm. Well, well uh, Don, a neighborly fellow, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, Jack, I meant to ask you, uh, what did you do? Uh...
0: Uh,
3: hello, fellas. Oh, Hello, oh, hello Mary. Mary.
1: Uh, what was that, Don?
0: I meant to ask you, uh, what did you do New Year's
1: Eve? Oh, I had a pretty good time. I was over at the Trocadero with Phil Harris. I had a girl, too. Did you? Yeah, my father got her for me. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: but you should have been at the Troc, Don. It was a great night and a very good dinner, too. Dinner, $10 a plate. $10 a plate. Well, what did they serve? Well, it was a real New Year's Eve dinner, including one olive, one lamb chop, one red balloon, and a double portion of confetti. LAUGHTER What'd you do New Year's Eve, Don?
0: Oh, nothing much, Jack. The only exciting thing that I did was, uh, well, uh, at 12 o'clock I rang in a false fire alarm.
1: Why, Don, that's against the law. Were you
0: drinking? No, but I just couldn't resist the big red letters on the box. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: well, then that that explains it.
3: It, uh... Hello, fellas. Hello, Hello, Mary. Mary. Uh, Wait a minute. Didn't I say that before? Yes. Darn Two of my pages are stuck together.
1: Oh. Well, tear them apart and let's get going. What'd you do New Year's Eve, Mary?
3: I had some fun. Did I it? stayed out until 11 o'clock.
1: 11 o'clock? That's fine. New Year's doesn't start until 12.
3: Well, I wasn't going to wait all night. Oh. I uh, Jack. Yeah? I saw you and Phil at the Trocadero. Did you? And say, that was an awfully cute girl Phil was with.
1: Yeah, that was my girl. Even though she did dance with Phil all evening. She was still my girl officially.
3: Uh, Didn't Phil bring a girl for himself?
1: He didn't have to. At least that was my experience.
3: (laughs) I see. He gives you a watch for Christmas and you give him your girl for New Year's.
1: Yeah, I was tired anyway.
3: And Phil was so
1: considerate, you know, he even took my girl home for me. Say, I want to speak to him about that. Oh, Jack, now don't start another argument. I'm not going to. I just want to split the cab fare with him.
0: <laughs>
1: After all, it was my girl. Hey, Filthy! Yes, Jackie. I see you're here right on time tonight. How'd you get here so early? I underslept. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, Phil, I want to thank you for taking my girl home New Year's Eve. Oh, she was... I mean, that was all right. Well, I insist on paying half the cab fare. Never mind, Jack. She paid your half.
2: <laughs> well, that's
1: all right, then. Come in. <laughs> Mr. Benny? Yes? I want to take this opportunity of wishing you and your company a very, very happy new year. Well, you said that before. Well, this time I mean it. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for broadcasting in a hallway.
3: Oh, Jack, that reminds me of something. What? Here it is, 1937, and I forgot to write a poem about it.
1: Oh, did you hear that, fellas? Oh. Did you hear that audience? Oh. <laughs> oh, it's too bad, Mary.
3: But I can have one in a minute. Is there a typewriter here?
1: Uh, yes, right over there, Mary. Oh, well, go ahead and write one, Mary. Take about an hour on it. You know, we want a good poem.
3: Don't worry. A Livingston always comes through.
1: Hmm. Don't rush it, Mary.
3: Don't rush
0: it. While Mary is struggling with her latest brainchild, let me tell you about Jell-O. It's the most popular dessert on the market today because it's not only inexpensive, but easy to make. It has that new extra-rich fresh fruit flavor. And remember... Oh,
3: Don, not so loud. I'm trying to concentrate.
0: Pardon me, Mary... And remember, it comes in six delicious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry,
1: cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. How are you coming along with your poem, Mary? Fine. Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes? I want to take this opportunity of wishing you and your company a very, very... Oh, you again. What are you whispering about? I'm ashamed to be on this program. (laughs) Well, I'm not. Play, (laughs) Phil. That was Under the Spell of the Voodoo Drums, played by the orchestra with Mary at the typewriter, and conducted by Phil Harris, who got my girl, but not my goat. Phil, that was really beautiful. Yeah, wasn't she? I mean, the number you just played. Oh, that. Yeah.
3: Jack, I got my poem finished.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, this being... going there. Uh, This uh being... But I
3: want to read it.
1: Oh, all right. I guess we're in for it, boys. You mind if I go out for a smoke, Jack? No, you stay right here. You too, Don. I've got to stay. Oh... oh. What's the, uh, what's the title of your poem, Mary?
3: Oh, you, 1937. <laughs>
1: well, that, uh, that sounds promising. Go ahead. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh,
3: 1937. Oh, 1937. Where have you been all these years? And when did you leave heaven?
1: <laughs> hmm. Starting out good.
3: Hmm. Uh, what have you in store for us? What will the future be? For Jack and Phil and Kenny and Don and me and me and me.
1: You're a little selfish there, aren't you, Mary?
3: Well, I wrote it.
1: Oh, I see. Now, continue.
3: Uh, Will all the girls still like Phil Harris? Will Bucket Cactus Face? Who cares?
1: Who cares?
3: (laughs) Not me, or me or me. Or me. Will Wilson do our advertising about that, you know, so appetizing? Mm. Will Jack another picture make? Or will they catch on that he's a fake?
1: Don't be so critical.
3: Uh, Will our sponsor stay our friend? Or will this new year be the end?
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Will Kenny's voice sound just as rich as in 1936? 1936? Mm -hmm. That. Darn that, typewriter. Oh. So don't feel sad and don't feel blue. No. You'll get just what's coming to you. And happiness there sure will be for you and me. And, and me, me and, and me. me. I knew that. Oh, you 1937. Well? That's all. I thank you.
1: Well, Mary, that that tone did show a little thought. Oh, I fellas, have... Happy New Year. <laughs> Hello, Kenny. What's the big idea? I brought my girl and my horn from New Year's Eve.
4: Oh. <laughs> Ain't the horn swell? Yeah, it sure is. Huh? My girl is pretty, too. You'll remember, Lena.
1: Oh, certainly. Hello, Lena.
4: She wants to say Happy New Year to you, Jack. Go ahead, sugar face.
3: <laughs> Well, the
1: same to you and many
3: others. Thanks. <laughs> hey, Kenny, your girl... Oh, really? Your, your
1: girl must like me, Kenny. She comes up to see me quite often. Yeah. And she liked you in your new Paramount picture, College Holiday, too. Oh, did you, Lena?
3: Yeah, you're a regular broken-down table. <laughs> Bang!
1: So you kids were together New Year's Eve. Uh, did you have any fun? Sure. I laughed and danced, and one time I poured confetti down Lena's back. You did? <laughs> yeah, and then she laughed and danced. <laughs> Oh why, Kenny, such actions. Hey,
3: he's a caveman. Oh He's
1: a terror. Without the key.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: well, Kenny, you got here just in time to sing your number. Want to hear him sing, Lena?
3: Yeah, can I sit on your lap?
1: Sure, do you mind, Kenny? No, hold my horn too.
3: <laughs> okay,
1: what are you going to sing, Kenny?
4: The sweetheart Waltz from College Holiday and a dedicated to my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she silly,
1: Mary?
3: Yeah, even Kenny doesn't deserve that. <laughs> well, how
1: would you feel with confetti down your back, same Kenny? <laughs>
2: Although
4: there are more than we two on the floor... We'll pretend that we're all alone while dancing in time. Let our hearts be in rhyme with a melody sweet and low. We waited so long for our favorite song for the. Song
1: Kenny, you just sang your song. Oh, thanks, everybody. (laughs) That was Sweetheart Waltz, (laughs) sung by Kenny Baker, who didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) But that was really great, Kenny, considering.
4: Thanks, Mr. B.
1: You're welcome, Mr. B. (laughs) And B, and B, and B. Be quiet. uh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as our feature attraction tonight, we are going to offer the next installment of our original Western serial, entitled Buck Benny Rides Again, or His Top Row Worried. (laughs) Again, I will play the part of Sheriff Buck Benny, as tough an hombre as ever shaved himself with a razorback heart. <laughs> if Bob Burns is listening in, I only borrowed that joke. <laughs> a batten, tattin', rattin, scattin', latin' from Manhattan. <laughs> and that's that. One. As you may remember at the end of last week's episode, while uh, riding in pursuit of Cactus Face Elmer, the outlaw, I unfortunately met with a slight accident. That is, I fell off my horse and broke my neck. See? <laughs> so the action of tonight's play takes place in the Cactus Center Combined Hospital, General Store, and Post Office. A mighty pretty building. <laughs> this will go on immediately after the next number. So uh, play something, Phil, and give me a chance to dash over to the hospital and jump into bed, you know. <laughs> Pardon my English played by old Pappy Harris, who just laid down his baton for a bottle of brandy. He'll be following the baton any minute.
2: <laughs>
1: and now for our play, Buck Benny Rides Again. The scene, Cactus Center Hospital, General Store, and Post Office. I'm in bed now, folks. Curtain. Theme song. <laughs>
2: Oh.
3: Hello? Hospital store in Pocas? Mrs. Jones is getting along fine. Butter is 40 cents a pound and there's no mail for you. (laughs) Goodbye. Well, I guess that's killing three birds with one phone.
1: Oh. Oh, nurse. Nurse, what a bed. These are the worst springs I've ever seen.
3: Well, the winters have been bad too.
1: <laughs> mm, fine nurse, where's my horse?
3: Right alongside of you.
1: Oh, hello, partner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm.
1: Mm, sounds uh, sounds like a slight fever. <laughs> My deputy sheriffs ain't been here yet, have they?
3: Nope, but I guess they'll be along soon. Come in. Good morning, boys. Morning. Morning. Give me a two-cent stamp
4: and ice cream corn house, (laughs) Buck.
3: Here you are, here you
4: are. Not so good. Thanks, thanks. Gee, that's too bad.
1: (laughs) Cut the comedy, boys, and say hello to me. Hiya, Sheriff.
4: Hiya, Sheriff. Hiya, Sheriff.
1: Three smart girls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, boys, any news on Cactus Face? Well, we were out looking for him this morning and found his clothes down by the riverbank. he either committed suicide or took a bath. Most likely suicide. He ain't the bathing type. What'd you do with his suit?
4: We're wearing it.
1: Well, boys, the next time you share a suit, you better find one with two pair of pants. Deputy Baker, you're a disgrace running around like that.
3: Oh!
1: What's the matter, nurse?
3: I just put my glasses on. <laughs>
1: better scram, boys, especially you, Baker. Don't I get to talk about jello? Not today, Deputy. <laughs> so long? So long.
3: How are you feeling now, Buck?
1: Much better, nurse. I'm coming along fast.
3: Well, slow down, I need the work.. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come
1: in. Well, hello, Daisy.
3: Hello, tall, dark, and dead-looking. <laughs>
1: well, gal, you don't exactly look like you ought to buy more than one dress at a time. Come <laughs> come back, I'll say.
3: Can the compliments, Buck. Here, I brought your basket of fresh eggs.
1: Thanks. <laughs> now, wait a minute. There's no eggs in this basket. It's just your pet hen.
3: Give her time, Buck. <laughs>
1: Well, Daisy, speaking of eggs, where's your pappy?
3: He's down at Ike Muller's Saloon getting boiled.
1: Hmm. You know, Daisy, your pappy's going to get in trouble with his actions. I'm surprised someone ain't punched him in the nose.
3: They can't. It's always behind a jug.
1: I believe he's got something there. What's the old rascal been doing lately?
3: Well, the other night when he came home, he slid down the chimney. Oh,
1: still playing Santa Claus, eh?
3: Nope, he couldn't find the door. Well... Here comes Pappy now.
1: Well, he found that one. Hello, Frank. Hello, Buck. Seems kind of funny, you laying down and me standing up. Nice rhythm there. Listen, Frank. (laughs) Put that gag over. What's the idea of crashing in here like that? Ain't you never been in a hospital before? Why, sure. I was here last fall to have my tonsils and pink elephants taken out. Oh, that's too bad.
3: Yeah, the tonsils have gone permanent. <laughs>
1: that's good.
3: Uh, excuse me, folks, but i got to take the sheriff's temperature. Here, Buck, put this thermometer in your mouth.
1: Shucks, nurse, those things are a fake. Ate three of them this morning, didn't do me a bit of good.
3: Well, you should have chewed them. Oh. I think you're running a little fever, Buck. Ha, ha, ha.
1: What are you laughing at, Daisy?
3: Buck fever.
1: (laughs) Daisy, you're plum giddy today.
3: Who's there? That's
1: the doctor. Well, come in. Hello, are you Buck Banny? That's me. Are you a doctor? I'm not a fan, then, (laughs) sir. Here's my card. Physician, surgeon, and what my patients say about me is a (laughs)
2: lie.
1: You see that card. Hmm. Dr. C.F. Schmettener.
2: M.D. Hmm?
1: Well, what's the, uh, what's the M.D. for? Saddles. M.D. Saddles, I see.
2: <laughs> well, I
1: didn't know you were my doctor. I've been voicing on you every morning for a week. Oh, I thought you were making the bed.
2: <laughs>
1: what's really the matter with me, Doc? Well, my diagnosis is... Yeah. You got acute hemorrhabiliae and cerebinic concussion. Mm, what does that mean, Doc? Oh, if I knew that, I could cue you. <laughs> mm, that's fine. Where is my medicine, Hmm, I must have left it someplace. I didn't see it. Well, open your mouth. Oh. I thought so.
3: What's the matter, Doc?
1: It's nothing there. <laughs> now, Doc, quit fooling around. I got a broken neck. Better a muffler. Who'll see it? I <laughs> don't need a muffler. I'm wearing a hospital nightgown. Now, let me feel your pulse, poopsy. Give me your wrist. Here. Well, well. What's the matter, Doc? Can you stand a shot? Yes. You're dead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, Doctor, wait for me. I want to ask you something.
1: Say, Buck, didn't that doctor look familiar to you? Now that you mention it, Frank, he sure did. I think his beard was on a little crooked. What's the name on that card? Dr. C.F. Schmettener. C.F. Hmm, that could be Cactus Face. Sure could.
3: Oh, look, Buck, the doctor gave me this note and right ran out of the building.
1: He did. Let me see it. What does it say? Hmm, dear ex-patient, if you are still alive when you read this, I hope you'll die from the shock. I am none other than Cactus Face Elmer. You are right, Frank. That was Cactus Face. And I'm going out to get him.
3: You can't leave here, Sheriff. You're a sick man. I'm well
1: enough now and my duty comes first. And believe me, this time I'm going to bring him back.
3: Send him back. I'm sick of you.
1: How do you feel, partner? <laughs> and let's go. Buck Benny rides again.
0: What happened? Do you really want to know? Yes. Then tune in next Sunday night. Will Buck get Cactus Face?
3: Will he have to pay for the window? Will
0: it snow in New York?
3: Will it rain in California?
0: Be with us next Sunday night and
1: you'll know. Play, boys. <laughs>
0: Are over now, but the season for entertaining is just beginning. You'll probably be entertaining a lot during the rest of the winter, and here's my suggestion for one of those extra special dinners of yours that needs an extra special dessert. Make a marshmallow pineapple mold with jello. It's a grand way to please all your family and guests, and you'll be pleasing yourself at the same time because marshmallow pineapple mold is so easy to make. Just dissolve a package of lime jello in one pint of hot water. Chill until slightly thickened, and then first, Fold in three slices of canned pineapple, diced, and a second, ten finely cut marshmallows. After that, allow this delicious combination to set, and then you'll be ready to serve one of the most completely enjoyable desserts you've ever known. But remember, for marshmallow pineapple mold, always use genuine jello. For jello, and only jello, brings you that extra rich fresh fruit flavor that makes such a hit with everyone. Look for the big red letters on the box. They spell jello.
1: This is the last number of the 14th program in the new Jello series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night when we continue with Buck Benny Rides Again. And even if I am a couple of days late, folks, on behalf of the members of the company myself, I want to wish all of you listeners a very happy and prosperous New Year. Oh, Mary. Yes? Uh, take a wire to Fred Allen, will you? Okay. Hey, dear Fred, I am not ashamed of myself. When I was ten years old, I could play Flight of the Bumblebee on my violin, too. Ah! Not a fell Fine, eh. Sign Jack Benny.
3: <laughs> this mystery will also be continued next week. <laughs> yes. Good night, folks.
2: E L L O.
0: Pat C. Flick, who played the part of the doctor on this program, appeared for arrangement with Warner Brothers Studio. The tune A Pretty Girl is like a melody is from the great Zigfeld. The jell program reaches you over the Red Network from the NBC studios in Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. KFI, Los Angeles. Five seconds before 9 p.m. Low prices for correctly fitted glasses. Consult Dr. Unwin, optometrist, offices at Leroy's, 632 South Broadway. Nothing down. One dollar.